Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Talk Freelance to Me podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Cisneros Mejia. Welcome, welcome. Today, you are in for an amazing chat to me, an amazing, super talented, super busy, super business-like woman, Lady Montoya. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on here and your experience both just doing everything under the sun in HR and in but then also having a lot of entrepreneurship things that you've been working on for years is super cool. I think our audience is really going to learn a lot from your experience and your perspective on this whole world. So freelance fam, you are in for an awesome, awesome treat because lady really can see things perspectives, working in HR for a huge company, but then also having your own business. So I'm going to read a little bit from her bio so that you can learn more about Lady. Introducing the founder of RSP Translation Services, an entrepreneur who has been providing high-quality translation services in Central nationwide for over 10 years. With quick turnaround times for certified translations from English to Spanish, including documents like birth certificates and marriage certificates, Lady is a skilled public notary. She also offers additional services like bilingual wedding officiants, A of wedding coordinator services, and resume consultations. Lady is an active member of various professional organizations in the Central Florida community. She demonstrates her commitment to supporting others and giving back. In addition to running her successful business, she also has a real academic background, earning a master's in business administration from Florida International University and a bachelor's degree from the University of Central Florida. She has previously worked as an executive assistant to the director for the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C., and she also ties coordinator for the Ninth Circuit Court. When she's not working, Lady enjoys traveling, trying new restaurants, and spending time outdoors with her husband. We are so thrilled to have her share insights and expertise on the podcast today. So, lady, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. So, I know I read from your, like, amazing bio, you've done so many cool things. You're super smart. You've got degrees here and there and, you know, just so much education. So, lady, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Tell us more about your translation company and how it got started. Yes, of course. So it started 10 years ago. I was working as a paralegal for a law firm. And then I noticed that a lot of the work weren't, it wasn't complete, it wasn't presentable. And then I was like, I can do it. I can make it better. And then I also noticed the cost that they were charging people in the community. And I was like, all right. So then I negotiated. And then one attorney started telling another attorney. And then I first year I had about five, six different law firms I was working for. And that's how it's been going. And then I took a pause during my wedding last year. And then it has been relaunched a month ago. That's amazing. Congratulations. You have this company. You've had it for a long time. And then you also have a day job. You also have a really great day job doing HR, right? For a huge company. Is that right? Yes. I'm a relationship manager where I work with CEOs and CFOs with strategies. And yeah, that's my nine to five. 
And then my RC translation is my job that I really enjoy doing. That's so cool. And I know you mentioned a couple like breaks here and there, like for these big life changes, like your wedding. Congratulations. You're still in your honeymoon, (laughs) beautiful phase. So I love that. I love that. So you, I imagine, you know, you had it and you were burst across the scene 10 years ago. And then now you're kind of ramping things up a bit again, now that your wedding, you've been married for a bit. Can you tell us more about how you've gone about branding and marketing your company to make sure that people know about it in the community? Yeah, so even through the last 10 years, I've been part of a lot of professional organizations, such as Lambda Theta Alpha Alliance Authority, and then um, Hispanic Bar Association, Lawyer Association, and Hispanica Alpha. So that has really helped me in reminding them that I'm back, that I'm here. And mainly it's been word of mouth also. Like my mom would tell someone, a friend would tell someone in our third job, or a neighbor would tell another neighbor. But that's how it's been lately, word of mouth. Yeah, and networking. That's so cool. And you know, that I feel like word of mouth, that's like the best. That's like what everybody wants, right? Instead of having to spend lots Although I know there's a place for advertising, but being able, having your work be so good that it speaks for itself and that people share about you and your services to other people, that's really great. I mean, I think that's like the gold stamp, really. That's awesome. Yes. And it gives that personal choice and that personal touch of, you know, someone's personal document. Yeah. I mean, especially like I was thinking when I had my marketing agency, we would work with translators a lot for like, you know, marketing and ads, really the translation of the the copy and things like that. But, and I know you can do that as well. Like your expertise working as a paralegal and your knowledge of the business community. I mean, the types of documents that you're working on are really official in nature and they've got to be correct because, you know, the stakes are higher. So that's really, really special that you've been able to do that and help so many people. Yes, and I truly enjoy it. That's so cool. So you mentioned that you are very involved and I know you have been a leader in community organizations for years, for years. You have your finger really on the pulse of what's happening in the community. And so I know you've been involved in so many different organizations and on the boards. You've been a leader within a lot of organizations. Can you tell us some more about how networking has impacted your business and your success? Yes, definitely. By networking, it has put my name out there. And then they're able to network with their colleagues, their clients, and network the community out there. And it has really broad growth. Sometimes they even have two or three contractors. But it's a lot for me. (laughs) That's great. That's great. You know, a lot of times I think that we put a lot of emphasis on online things, right? Like social media and blogs and a website and all of I think in the day and age that we're in, but there's something special about talking to people, about seeing people. And I think especially since we're coming out of the pandemic, I think we value that more and we're kind of even learning how to connect with people again and how to make small talk and all thing. Having those really great connections is something that you've always really done great always admired about you is that you've always been a leader in the community and you know lots of people and you're easy to talk to. And so I think, you know, our listeners will really 
benefit by knowing that getting out there and being involved is still a great way to grow. Super cool. So you also, we talked a little bit about your nine to five, that you actually, you do what a lot of people want to do. There's a lot of people that I talk to that they're thinking about starting a side hustle, but they're not sure how it's going to impact their nine to five job. And they're one to do both. And you've been able to do that. Can you give us some ideas on how have you been able to manage both your nine to five job, which is a really big job too, and then also your business? Yes, definitely. Having a nine to five job and responsibilities can be very demanding, even our family obligations. I think time management. So managing the nine to five, because nowadays nine to five can be nine to seven, the weekend, I think it's all about scheduling time. And the way if someone wants to get into freelancing and what I tell colleagues and friends, sit down and have a list. Um, start brainstorming. Sit down for an hour or two. Start thinking, what is it that people come to you for? What is it that they ask you for? What is it that you're already doing for free? Think what you can turn that into your business. And what are people always coming to you that excel? Is that resume writing? Is it writing assistance tutoring? Is it assistance with math? Is that helping transportation, maybe delivering meals other than Uber, but privately taking friends from the airport? That's also a business. Event coordinating, maybe planning a whole, what is it, the balloon art or the setup. Start brainstorming that. And then if you can really come up with ideas, at least with four or five, call your mom, call your dad, call your sister, call your friends, call uh, even your coworkers. What is it that are coming to you outside of work hours for questions? And that is the skill that you're going to bring and other are going to value. So good. Thank you so much for that advice. Freelance fam, I hope you were listening to ladies' advice there, both about the time, then also thinking about what people come to you for. What are you known? Are you the go-to person for blank? And then fill in the blank, whatever that is, because that really might be your secret power, your superpower, your opportunity for business. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about AI technology and what it's going to mean for our jobs, both, you know, in kind of what I do with writing, but then also other jobs. But one of those things, when you think about when you mentioned like food and you mentioned things that require people, right? Like day of coordinating, which we'll talk about in a moment, food preparation, those kind of services. There's always going to be a need. People are always going to need those services and Computers can only do so much. So I think there's a wide open opportunity, is a wide open landscape still for people. That's really cool. So I know you've been in business a long time and you've been also in the corporate world for a long time. Can you share with us about that you've learned since starting your company? Don't be shy to ask. If you think it's going to take 30 minutes and you're only charging the say $40, but then those 30 minutes, it's actually going to be an hour. Don't be afraid to ask that extra. That's your time. Your time is valuable. And then if they know that your work is good, they're going to recompense. No, that's not the word. Just cut it. What was the word? To recommend, yeah. They're going to compensate you. They're going to recommend that cost. They're going to, not only that hour that you spent is valuable. So I think for me, my lesson learned was Maybe I thought it was going to take 30 minutes, but it took me an hour. And then I would contact my client and let them know, hey, it's actually going to take me an hour. And they usually pay because they know that extra work and cost is cost. 
I love that. I love that. Not setting yourself short. And like you said, the work speaks for itself. So communication and talking to the client and letting them know, you know, the time that things take. I think people value that open dialogue and they're okay with it. They really want the output to be perfect and especially the type of documents that you're translating. So that's really great advice. Not setting ourselves short as well because of all the work. So maybe you can translate a document in 30 minutes or, you know, an hour, but it's because you've been doing this so long because you speak in your case excellent Spanish and you've been certified and you've been to school for all these different work experience. So it doesn't take you that long now, but it's because of all the time and effort that you put into it. And that's worth something. That's worth a lot, actually. Yes. Oh, and another lesson learned with cost, 2023 prices have gone up. So envelope cost is up. I went to a post office. The stamp is now 45 cents. It's now like about a fifty. So also the cost of charging needs to go up. Oh, that's so good. Yes, it can be scary, I think, sometimes to raise your prices. And some people know they won't bat an eyelash about raising their prices. I think it's hard because we know that inflation is a real thing. We know that it's hitting all of us in our pockets. But you're right. If we want to have a sustainable business that lasts, that lasts through this recession, if that's what we're in, we have to charge accordingly for our, our expenses. It's really good. So for other people that are listening to this, that maybe they have a nine to five, maybe they are excited to do kind of what you said, that brainstorming session, they want to start a side hustle, they might even want to scale it to diversify their revenue, their income. What else should they do to kind of balance that so that do anything to harm their nine to five job? For sure, delegate and know when to take a pause. Not everything has to be go, go, go that I have to do my nine to five and my stuff. No, it's okay. If you want to take the week off from doing your side job because you need to focus on the nine to five, that's your priority. So, and then if your side job is taking a lot of your time, Find out a contractor. There's plenty of websites or maybe even other friends in, that are similar in your industry can take over your project or client that week. That way you're not overwhelmed and your nine to five is suffering. I think the most important is um, knowing when to slow down and when to take a break and recognizing that your nine to five is your priority and then your side will be there. Be there and letting know if, the, if your project is due, let's say, by 5 p.m. today. Letting your client know, hey, if of course that I had noticed and I have an extra two hours, you know, something came up. And most times, people's lives, people understand. That's so good. That's so good. And even adopting that mindset that you're a business and that it doesn't just have to be you doing it, like leaning into those contractors, those professional folks that you find through networking the work that you're doing in the community. That's really, really smart. It doesn't always have to be our fingers, you know, doing it. We can have someone else, a colleague help. That's so good. I also, I forgot to ask you, I wanted to ask you specifically, I know that you have done a variety of things and translation. We've talked 
but you've also officiated weddings and you've also done this cool day of wedding coordinator work. Can you tell us some memorable experiences or maybe some examples of some of that day of wedding coordinator services that you've done? Yes. So as you still married, I started realizing I really enjoy following the events, making sure that the brides are satisfied that the groom got everything's in order. So this past weekend, I had the privilege to be a day wedding coordinator over in Merritt Island. And it felt like it was family, the tío, the tía, the primo were there. And it was just an experience that preparation, you know, following that schedule, being prepared and also breathing, taking a pause. And it went at the flow. Um, and then that also is an opportunity at the people that attended to keep networking and putting the business out there. So don't be afraid to network, to let people know what services you offer. The day of winning coordinator is primarily a translation company. And someone asked me, hey, do someone that can do it? Is my budget? Or would you be interested? And I said, yeah, sure. That's so cool. That being open to other services and and lines of business is really great. I mean, that's being open to things is half the battle, right? You know, being open and being receptive to that feedback. When someone spots your potential and says, hey, you would be great at this. Will you help me? That's awesome. Very cool. Yes, it was a beautiful, successful wedding. That's awesome. Very, very cool. You're a woman of many gifts and many talents for sure. So, When people listen to this, I know they're going to be amazed. They probably know someone right now listening to this, that they need your translation services or they need you to look at their resume perspective. How can people connect with you if they want to get to know you more and learn about your services? Yeah, so you can follow us on FaceTime and RSC Translation Services or on Instagram, RSC Translation. Awesome, lady. Thank you so much for being here. podcast. I know people are going to be really inspired by your success, your ability to excel in your corporate career and grow this amazing company to have it for 10 years. That's not an easy thing. So congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to share my story with others. Awesome. Thank you. And with that, we've come to the end of another episode. Please make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already done so and give me a five-star review on Apple. This will help out a lot in getting the word out about this brand new podcast. I invite you to check out the show notes and also grab my free Niches Get Riches freelance writing worksheet to brainstorm the best niches for your writing business. If you're not a writer, you can still use it to get business ideas. And until next time, this is Ashley at Talk Freelance to Me. Don't forget, we all get this one precious life. Don't constrain yourself to a box that you were never meant to fit in. It is your right to profit from your own creative gifts. This podcast was created by Ashley Cisneros Mejia. Our music was composed by Donna Rafael of World Instrumentals. Talk Freelance to Me is a product of Phoenix Creative Studio.